guys, welcome back to another episode of We Should Have Reported That with Sierra and Jasmine. And today we have a very special guest with us today. If you didn't know, the month of March is also Women's History Month. So today we have a girl boss to interview. <laughs> we are so excited to learn about her entrepreneurial journey as a serial entrepreneur and owner of Unruly Space in Pikesville, Maryland. Miss Aaliyah Taylor. Hi guys. Hello. Thank you so much you for, for being here with us. No, it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> Very easy. We love this. I can't wait to dive into the interview so everyone else can see how easy it is to introduce you. Okay. In that way. Okay. Oh. Yes. I love it. And thank you so much for having Sierra and I in your space. Yes, of course. Thank you guys for coming. I hope you like the vibe. We, we love, love it. The vibe. <laughs> let's just talk about the vibe. Yeah, let's start. Let's it's like a little, it's light. We can move. You can tell Aaliyah thought about every inch of the space and how it can be utilized. And so unruly space is an event space. Yes, so we're an intimate event space. And that's kind of a niche take on things okay. as well. Um, because we're we have a 50 people max capacity. So it's a smaller venue space. Got it. It is lovely. You talk about the flower wall. Mm -hmm. There's mirrors on some of the walls where people can just, like me, like to stare at ourselves and take pictures, <laughs> get the best selfies. Gotta love yourself. Yes, yes. It's balloons hanging from the ceilings, pink balloons at that, pink and white balloons. It's, it's gorgeous. That so. are slowly moving. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just bringing another sense of calm yes. like to the space. Yes. We try. We God, try. I appreciate it. Yeah. And we're going to learn a little bit more, I'm sure, about the event space and how we came about in the interview. So the first question we do want to ask you is, um, what did the start of your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey look like? A mess. Crash <laughs> <laughs> and burn. Mm. Um, you know what's so funny? Because I actually was a nursing major. I had a 4.0 um, and I was in my sophomore year and I dropped out and I didn't tell me and my family and no one knew mm -hmm. and I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to do. I was getting my lashes done at the time in college. Mm -hmm. I thought I was big grown woman things like you know and I was like oh I'll be a lash artist I can do that. Yeah. You know I've always been one of those people like if I could, if I could see it I could do it. Um, and I flew to LA, I took a lash class, I took some classes here. Um, and I was just like, okay, I'm doing this. Wow. And my mom was like, you have lost your damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> I told her at Thanksgiving dinner, I'll never forget that. She was like, you're halfway done. And yeah, she was not feeling it, so. Wow. But you know what, one thing about what you just said is that you didn't have a plan but you made the decision anyway. And I love that you didn't allow outside influences to determine on how you were going to move. And the fact that, because my question is to you, you said, I'm just gonna, well, what made you interested in the, the lashes? Like, was it just um, the ability to make people feel beautiful or? Um, you know what? I'm gonna be honest, it was a selfish motive. I would say freedom. You know, I was in nursing school and I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy in high school and it was nothing like that. Like, I'm okay. like, you know, I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm helping patients, I'm connected with them. I feel like I just have a job 
and I'm doing it. And then lashes, I used to go to the shop and it would be wine and girl talk. And these women made their own schedules and they're, you know, they would drive a nice cars. And I, you know, I'm counting money. I'm like, okay, this is, I like this life. I see. So it was more so, I would say the, the motive of like, this is freedom. This feels like I can wake up every day and do that. And do that. Yeah. And okay. then the women and the connection came later when the clientele came. I see, I see. And then you said that you actually decided to go to LA yeah. to learn more about, I'm assuming, the lash artistry. Yes. So, I mean, how did that come about? Did you did you just go ahead and research, or did you know somebody that told you about it? Like, what did that look like? I did absolutely no research. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, again, in college. I was always a traveler. Mm-hmm. I would take any excuse to go anywhere. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, when I think of where stuff is trending first, you know, New York, I think fashion, LA, I think beauty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I just, I'm like, I'm going to LA. Mm-hmm. They'll show me. If anyone can show me, they'll show <laughs> me, and I'll bring it back to Baltimore and show them. I do love it. Yeah, so it was just, it was no research, no Google. Maybe I should have Googled. Uh, but, you know, and I had a boss, all friends while I was out there. Probably had more fun than work, but I, I learned what I was supposed to. And, that's, and I guess for me, I think it's important for people to understand because our listeners are either entrepreneurs themselves or looking to be an entrepreneur. And sometimes you need to understand you need to follow your intuition, your gut. Yes. And it sounds like from your story, you didn't really have a plan, but you, you had some idea what you wanted. And that was enough. You had that piece of design. I had the lifestyle in my mind. <laughs> like, let my mom tell you, she was sitting right here. She felt like she has always been unruly. She has had to touch the stove to know it's hot. Mm-hmm. And that's where the name came from. Everyone's like, how did you come with this name? And I'm like, my parents called me that all my life. I was mm-hmm. the youngest of three girls. They were all angels. And then it was me. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I'm not listening to this. Yeah. So it was very hard hitting this. Sometimes it could work in your favor. It can. I love it. Hey, you called it intuition. I like that name better. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. To me, I mean, even, I guess, just thinking about us, I mean, I I guess it was intuitive a little bit, Mm -hmm. us starting the podcast, maybe. Yeah. And I think also it's passion, too, Mm -hmm. because you, like you said, you knew something for yourself. Like, you were into lashes. You saw the lifestyle, and you're like, that's something that kind of drove you there without any direct path, but you knew that's uh, the first step in stone. And that's usually how it starts. Jasmine was saying like, you know, I asked her how this came about, you know, and she was like, you know, you have this idea in our mind, we just have to do it. And I feel like that's sometimes exactly the vibe. You just Mm -hmm. gotta do it. Mm -hmm. You don't know the answers, you don't know how it's gonna work, but you know, you want a certain result and you go for it. Yes, and that's kind of hence to our first episode, which was start that business. Yes, Ooh. start that business, y'all. <laughs> yes, we were letting people know, like, you just don't always need to have a plan, because I think people think you have to have it all paid out, and it's just impossible. Like, you got to go through all the obstacles to, you got to do it, you to learn. It. That's just yeah. the bottom line. You got to go through it. Yes, yes. Alrighty, so we read your Hidden Gym article with Voyage Baltimore Magazine. Congratulations on that, by the way. And um, there were a few gems that we learned from you by reading the article. So we're just going to ask you some questions specifically pertaining to that. Okay. All right. So you said that you knew you had to become financially literate. It took some time to learn more about accounting principles for your business. Can you stress the importance of being knowledgeable about accounting while running the business or at least hiring an accountant? Oh, man, it's the most important part. Okay. It is the most important part. And I'm just going to say, as a woman in business, I notice in other women 
that we tend to ignore the numbers. When we run away from the numbers or we look into the aesthetic and how pretty it is and this and that, but we're not looking at the black and white because the numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. So that was so, when I learned that, my business changed to, okay, I, I don't have to just run this type of business. I can run any type of business because numbers are all across the board. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, me, I always like a challenge. So I started just listening to my male friends. And when they talked about money, it was so different. You know, 10, 20, 50K was nothing to them as far as talking about business and numbers. And then I would look at women and some other female entrepreneurs around me, it was like they were scared to discuss their work. They were scared to aim for high numbers. And I just started noticing this pattern, like, you know, men a lot of times they've overshot or overprojected their abilities, but their confidence is already here. And then I would look at my female counterparts and they'd be like, you know, I would just love to collab with this person. I'll take this much. And it's like, but no, you won't. And when I started seeing that dynamic, I said, no, 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 no. I got I to play this different. So I got a new accountant. I got a team, actually. But I also made it my personal mission for myself to learn the numbers in my business so I can do anything my accountant can do. And I was going to ask you that as far as the process, like what it looked like. And was it something that you just solely relied on your accountant for? Or did you think, hey, let me learn it too? But you answered that question. So Yeah. And I think it's important, like, if someone is an expert in something that's great, don't be afraid to ask them those questions. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Oh, why is that a write-off? What counts as a write-off? Like... These are all things that I want to know. It's, don't blindly give it to someone because you don't want to handle it. Mm -hmm. I think deep into what you don't know about business and mm -hmm. you find out. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, you start to notice things and patterns and you grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do have a question, and I don't know if you can answer it, but do you have a reason as to maybe why you think women are kind of scared to think about their worth or why they're scared of numbers? Um, I think it's a lot of things that plays a part. Uh, we tend to gear men towards math and science and not do the same for women growing up, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or you can give guys the toy truck sets or, um, you know, build this and assemble this, take these blocks, but we give women the baby dolls. I feel like it's, it starts mm -hmm. very prematurely in life, you mm -hmm. know, where you give girls the kitchen sets and we don't always naturally feel like we go into those fields. And as you get older, you kind of stay in this box like, oh, I'm supposed to be over here. Mm -hmm. So I can be a makeup artist, or I can do nails, or I can do lashes. And those things are amazing. Not taking anything from them, but you can also be an engineer. You can be an IT. You can be a firefighter. Like, it's no limits. Um, and for me, my dad raising all girls, I think he was always like, I don't want my daughters to be handicapped. So growing up, he was like, you're going to learn how to change a tire. You're gonna take out the trash. You're gonna pump gas. And you know, as a girl, you're like, this is this is how. <laughs> but as I became a woman, I appreciated that so much because I don't deviate, like stir away from things because I feel like they don't fit in my box. I'll try it, you know. So and then how so I understand you say you read some books. Do you have um, any books you can recommend to the women out there that would be a good resource for them? As far as accounting is concerned, mm -hmm. I love the book Profit First mm -hmm. by Mike. Uh, I'll, I'll butcher his last name, but it's Profit First. Um, and that book was literally just about taking your profit first. Like as a business owner, he talked about how 
entrepreneurs tend to pay all of this overhead. You have office space, you have a vehicle, you have storage, you know, you have all these things. And then when it comes time to feed yourself or give yourself a paycheck, mm-hmm. your money is nowhere to be found. But you, you gave it to the business mm-hmm. and you kind of treat this business like it's your baby. And that's when you're wrong. The business is not your baby. Your business is supposed to take care of you, not you sacrificing to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you go through that period of like startup, mm-hmm. but that is not supposed to last forever. Right. And I think I was in a place with my business at a point where I'm like, it's doing great. Mm-hmm. The numbers are great. The revenue is great. But where's the money? Mm-hmm. And I picked up that book because I was like, I got to find it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I picked up that book. And the way he talked about it was pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. And whatever is left over, if you can't afford it, your business should not own it. So if you can't afford your office space after you pay yourself, you should be in it. If you can't okay. afford that big truck for your, you know, everything has to make sense. Okay. So that was a good one. That book is mm-hmm. great. Well, I love that idea because usually some of the stuff that I've read has kind of said the opposite of yes. that. They always tell you to basically get to your business first, never mm-hmm. to yourself. But yeah. I mean, I, I got to read the book. This changes everything. <laughs> like, wait a minute, now my mind's all over the place because it, that's just not what people are um, teaching out there. And, you know, when I read a book, I actually do a little bit of research on who's writing it. And I just assume, you know, they've been doing it, but they're not always right. It's not always the best course of action. So, this is something I'm interested in because it, it kind of, it not kind of, it makes sense. But I want to know more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, let me know, but yeah. you know, when you think about the concept of your business, mm-hmm. you started, I feel like a lot of people do at least for freedom and lifestyle. Right. So along that point, you get so attached to that ideal that you, you don't really give it to yourself sometimes unless you know. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to pay you first mm-hmm. and then build um, other aspects of equity around it. Of course, like I said, again, read the book because he yeah. does talk about that startup, startup stage okay. where okay. you do make sacrifices. And that's what I think. Um, it's like a light bulb because it does make sense. And I just think about us constantly talking to our listeners and like the small business owners that we meet. We get burnt out so fast because it sounds like we're doing it backwards. We are paying everyone else. We are not paying ourselves. We end of the years in red, like we do have those issues just when you're first starting and that might make you lose some of your like energy to keep going forward. Yes. That might be why these small businesses don't continue to grow because we are forgetting about ourselves. Like where's the self-care at for us? Yes. It would be big. It's, it would be it's no balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You have to have balance mentally, emotionally, and financially in business. And we don't talk about that enough. And then when you talk about, you know, Black or minority businesses who are undercapitalized and have a lack of assistance to start, mm-hmm. it's easy to wipe yourself out. We didn't go to school in high school and college to teach us how to balance these things. They didn't teach us a credit course in high school. You know, we learned about algebra, and that's great. I haven't used it once in my adult life, but I could have used the credit class. You know, I could have used the LLC. That's how you file this. Um, so, yeah, but the balance is so essential. Yes. And then, um, so moving on to the next question, and again, this is in reference to that Voyage Baltimore Magazine article. Um, you have such a positive mindset when talking about your business, and it sounds like you know you will reach whatever it is that you want to achieve, but, you know, this is a question that I wrote really honestly in advance, but 
hearing the story in the beginning, <laughs> we know where that mindset comes from. But let me just finish that question. So just basically, you know, you will reach whatever it is that you want to achieve. Do you ever have doubts? And if so, how do you overcome your doubts? I have doubts definitely, a thousand percent, all the time, every day. <laughs> um, how do I overcome my doubts? I lean into uncertainty. So if it makes me uncomfortable, if it scares me, I'm going to go for that. Okay. That is like how I've learned to just feel it, and feel the fear, do it anyway. It's like a roller coaster. Yes, I'm going to be at the top, and I'm going to be super scared. But when I'm done, and I got through it, it was it was an experience. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm still walking. I'm going to try something else. You know, I want to dive into that just a little bit more. Because um, I'm so honest and transparent about my own life. <laughs> so when I was a little bit younger, I feel like I had that mindset as well. I don't know why I felt like it was easier to confront my fears and just do it. But recently, I've had a different experience in life. Maybe something that other people actually experience more often than I have experienced in my past. But it's actually a little bit harder to lean in and so what i'm curious is because i do a, a lot of research on mindfulness so i'm wondering in your process do you tend to think positively about the outcome before even um tackling that obstacle because i think some people when they doubt themselves they're always thinking of the worst case scenario when it comes to overcoming the situation but that process for you do you just you know kind of um, pump yourself up or do you just have that positive visualization of what the outcome is going to look like what does that process look like for you if there is a process um okay so let's two parts to that okay. question that i would acknowledge because i like that you said that you're transparent but you find that as you get older you know harder mm -hmm. and i will say as we get older we, we gain more usually in life the more time we put on earth the more we gain so now we have more relationships and probably have a family and kids, you know, a husband, a wife, whatever it is. Um, we have a home. We have all these things now that we didn't have at 27. Mm -hmm. So the risk is higher. So when I think about rolling the dice, if I don't got nothing on my deck, I'm gonna roll it, you know? Mm -hmm. But as I get more, um, you know, on my table, more chips, I don't wanna lose them. And I think it's about keeping that same faith, no matter what phase of life or how much you get, because you know, the relationships are, are, are enormous, but the materials are just materials that come and go. You can't get attached. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second part is, what do I think? And I love, I love the mindfulness part. Um, honestly, I'm very spiritual, and that helps me mm -hmm. a lot. I'm one of those people that I tend to feel how I feel strong. Mm -hmm. And if I feel it, I make sure that I take it to God my God and whoever your God is or, you know, your counsel, take it to them. And I just, I say, listen, like, hey, this is my plan, God. This is what I'm thinking. How do you feel? You know, and I just try to listen to the universe and God and what it's telling me and to not think that I know it all before I make a shift. So that way, when I do make a decision, I can be 10 toes down and confident in it because I've, I've addressed myself, my inner spirit, my, my beyond, I'm okay with any outcome, because I, I am going to be good no matter what. And it's funny because, not funny, but we always actually ask our, um, the people we're interviewing, how does spirituality play mm -hmm. into your entrepreneurial journey? So, and you, you 
offline, you did say, you know, it's, it's, it's all God. We love it because I think people don't understand how much faith plays a huge role into Enormous. this journey. Enormous. And I can even just speak for myself. Um, when I, because we have our own businesses outside of the podcast. So I started um, an aesthetics business. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And um, my mentor, before she was my mentor, uh, we were just getting to know one another. I was so scared to start. And she looked at me and she was like, oh. she's like, do you believe in a higher power? I was like, yes. <laughs> she's like, oh, well, that's it. Eat better. She just started going down a list. And really, I took that to heart. And ever since then, I've really been on this journey. I personally believe the entrepreneurial journey is a spiritual journey. It, yeah. I, I love that you said that. Yes, because it's a journey all about not knowing where you're going to end up. And <laughs> my personal belief in God, this is my belief, I don't push on anyone. I feel like the ultimate task before we leave earth is do you trust me? Mm -hmm. And trust me when you don't know. Like, I think a lot of people think faith is, oh, things are going great and I have money in my account. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to church? Am I good? But I think it's about knowing you don't have anything. When, when you don't have no friends, you don't have no money, you know, okay. everything's going left. How, how do you act? Because that's your character, that's who you are, and that's your faith. And that's entrepreneurship. You don't know what's going to happen on what day. It could be the sun's shine, like it's great today. And the next day you're like, I, I got to go back. I got to find a job. I got to find a job. So I feel like that, that's it. It's all about being spiritual. She was very right when she was like, you that smart lady. Mm -hmm. You're mentoring. Thank you. And you just gave me chills. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like giving me goosebumps in the best way. I was like, oh gosh. So this, I know that's going to touch some people that she just said, trust me. I hope so. You know, it will. It was very strong. <laughs> and then, um, were you about to ask something? No, you're okay. good. <laughs> um, so what made you change um, unruly beauty bar to unruly events as an intimate event space. What, what makes you do that pivot? Um, I always say life lasts when we make our own plans. Mm -hmm. So um, I loved the beauty bar. I had plans to expand. Um, and I started forming an allergic reaction, little did I know at the time. But the glue uh, which is what you need to perform lash services, which was my highest selling, you know, service, I started getting allergic to it. And I formed an allergy that, you know, the person messes with your, you know, you sneeze, you cough, and then it gets worse and it starts affecting your body, and you get skin eczema and all of these other crazy, crazy things. And I was in a position where it was like, you can't do this anymore. And I thought it was a joke. I'm like, there's no way I'm 20. What was I, 23? I'm 23. Um, I've had this baby for five years and this thing that nobody thought would be a thing too. You know, so when you feel like you made it, you feel good. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. And I had several options. It's like, okay, you teach other people. Mm -hmm. You let them do it and you grow it. Um, and I just, I felt disconnected from it at that point. I couldn't be the one to teach them. And I couldn't perform the services anymore. I just, I went to this, this low, low period of what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. And 
often in life when I get to those places, I don't I don't experience them a lot, but I go inward. I, I tell them very spiritual. So I get, I want to talk to God. I don't want to be around a lot of people. I need to hear the universe and what is going on. And I remember I took a day trip to New York. Um, my friends wanted to get my mind off over there. Like, get in the house, you know, come on. Like, let's just go. So I took a day trip to New York. And I remember looking around. And I was like, everything they do is on a thousand. Like, <laughs> and I love it here. Like, and, you know, I had always been. But for some reason, that night, the city was just beautiful. And I'm walking around. I'm like, this is they make a thing out of everything. Like I'm in a Nike store and it has an installation. This is, I'm supposed to be in here to buy sneakers and I'm taking pictures. And I was like, ultimately what happened? You know, like we have all this talent, but I feel like we kind of have this grimy connotation or we don't have this glitz and this glamour. And all my clients always used to comment on Aaliyah the space is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like from the Nipsey mural to the, big cave flower wall that we're in. They used to just love coming here early for appointments and getting women to be early. Nevertheless, <laughs> I'm talking about that part. You know, so I really knew I had a thing and I said, it just clicked. And then I realized we were going through COVID and I kept talking to all my friends and I'm going to have a birthday party, but I can't win this venue because they're not open yet. Or I can't win this venue because of COVID and I just wish they had something intimate. Mm -hmm. and, they, and all my girlfriends kept saying this and I'm like, that doesn't exist. So an intimate venue for hire or for photo shoots or meetings or productions. And I was like, okay, the space already looks pretty. <laughs> you know, so I came in here one day and I just, it was, it, we had walls up before stations and I just said, okay, wipe your mind out from what you had and, and try to see what you had. And I said, we're gonna knock all the walls down. We're gonna mm -hmm. change the lights. We're gonna let people customize it. You know, mm -hmm. the bar was pink, you know, painted white to neutralize it. So we wanna have a big shower. I just I disattached myself from what it was to to let it be this. And and I didn't know if people were gonna like it. <laughs> I didn't know if it was gonna work, but it was something that I could wrap my head around at the time. And thankfully, um, glory to God and everyone who patronizes, they love it. It works. But it wasn't meant <laughs> to be this at all. Well, was it? Yeah, it <laughs> You know, it's um, always a super inspiring. It really is just to hear your story. It's it's a story of faith. Yes. It's a story of faith. And I, I mean, it's definitely beyond that. I mean, such a strong mindset that you had. I mean, it's because I mean, I, I, I go in all the time. I'm like, I ain't go that deep. <laughs> what is she talking about? I'm like, I gotta do that. I was like, what am I gonna do when I get home? But no, I really admire just it takes a lot of courage to know that like something's not working and to be honest with yourself about that and then just pivoting. And like I said, that's why I say it's a story of faith. It's really I could really cry to be honest. <laughs> it's too kind. You're too kind. I really could. I just um Keep it in because it's it really it's beautiful. Like I'm so excited to hear your story. And I, I, you know, I just want to be honest to people like listening. I wasn't always like this. Mm -hmm. Like I went through that phase that I feel like all entrepreneurs need to go through, where you have no balance. You know, I had to miss family events. I missed friends' birthdays. Um, 
When my, a lot of times when my girlfriends go out to the club, I don't go because I'm home working and, and bringing this next thing to my mind. So I went through a stage of it was no balance for me. And then I felt like it would be one thing if the money was matching up to the things that I was, I was missing. I didn't feel that way either. So it brought me to this bridge in myself where, okay, let's reevaluate where the money goes. And let's reevaluate how you balance your life because God forbid this whole thing gets taken away from you. All you have is the people around you. And what do they remember? Do they remember you for your birthdays? Do they remember you? And I, and I just said, I'm going to change that. You know, I'm going to be a businesswoman and successful. I'm going to be there for my family and my friends. I'm not going to compromise, you know, on my spirituality. I will be missing, like, I'm not a sit inside church goer, mm-hmm. but I am a podcast church goer. You know, um, that is my thing. <laughs> but I had my self care Sunday now. Like on Sunday, mm-hmm. you don't ask me about business. I'm not answering the email. My phone is off. Like it is me, God, the higher frequency. I'm vibing. If I'm with my family, if I'm with my friends, that's my day mm-hmm. to be Aaliyah and not the owner of a new space or the owner of something. Um, but I had to go through that, you know? And when my business was crashing and burning, I'm just like, okay, this is not in my life doing that. And I did not have an answer to that. I saw myself as so business-driven and so accomplished. And I'm like, if you take that away, what type of person am I? How do I make people feel? Mm-hmm. How do I celebrate them? Like, who am I outside of this passion? And I needed to change the answer to that because with COVID, you don't know how life is here today right. and tomorrow. So <laughs> we're going up. I mean, we're going up in every sense. So that is how I came to this place. So if anyone's out there just lost, they feel like they don't got it figured out, this is not how it's supposed to go, you're right where you're supposed to be. But you got to breathe mm-hmm. and evaluate the person that you want to be and then follow that up. I'm so sorry. You know, I'm, like, I'm going home. I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know, you've been given a lot of great advice, but um, what's the best piece of advice you've been given as an entrepreneur? Control your emotions. Um, Psyche, I'm sorry. It's like you're just talking to us. <laughs> just like every anthem, I'm like I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm so I know we're supposed to be learning something, but I'm like, damn, that was a good one. Control, and I couldn't control my emotions. I'm like, it was just such a great I'm wow. Listen, mm. you know what? Uh, a a man said it to me. Uh, a business colleague of mine. And I respected him. He's very great at what he does. And he was like, you know, you have a beautiful mind. But if you don't like to control your emotions, you, you're going to lose every time. And, you know, first when he said it, it hit, it like stung. And I was like, you cannot show it. You know, don't show it in this moment. You just you take that with you. And I really dwelled on it for a while. And I went through things of like, he just said that because I'm a woman. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that comes to the table too, though, because men don't look at us the same when we sit down. They automatically think we are inadequate or, you know, the things that we just go through as women, childbirth and our lifestyle, we are not going to be able to handle business the same way they are. And that's what I hate to see as young girls, you know, 
go through heartbreak and, you know, all these things that can happen in our lives. Because women, we, we go through a lot. But they don't control their emotions. They don't get up and go to work the next day. They let everything fall apart. And it's not saying ignore your emotions or don't feel them. No, 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 no. Feel them, but don't let them control your decision making. And don't burn bridges as well. I feel like goes hand in hand with that because maybe this deal might not work today with this person in this capacity. And you might like forget them. But the same people you, you meet going up, you're gonna meet coming back down. So I think it might work for you tomorrow. So just wait, hold it and fold it, and then evaluate yourself. Because a lot of times you might be wrong. And I'll say, I'll be the first one to tell you, I am an emotional woman. I do not hide it. Like, it's one of my favorite things about myself. I love it. I feel things so deeply. I'm going to love you deeply. I'm going to care for you deeply. We're going to cry deeply. We're going to do it all. But in business, I make sure to take a step back and say, hey, is your ego quiet? Is your mind quiet? Your emotions are in control. And then I make decisions. And if I don't feel that way, I don't decide. I don't go into a venue like, oh, I love it. We're going to buy it. You know, what are the numbers? What is the terms? You know, I I cannot go off of how I feel. So control your emotions. That's my best piece of advice, especially for women, because that's, that's where they actually expect you to lose. So that needs to be your strongest point. That was good. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm still stuck on it as well, but I'm just thinking because um, my brother is somebody I look up to in business. And that was one of that's one of the most important things he said to me. Like he like when I'm speaking to someone, if I'm having an argument, he like you have to be in control of that. So that's just definitely a good basis for anything that we do. But in business, um, I, I know that's a hard that's where I have a hard time. I even have a hard time pivoting because I'm so emotionally like attached to things. So it's like, I don't even want to let it go. Yeah. But I know that, you know, I've learned now, I've got more experiences, but it's really hard for me to just let things go. So I can see that could be a downfall for me. I gotta go it's back. hard to let it be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially when you care so yeah. much about something. But I think you've got to weigh it on your scale. Like I always, if something makes me melt, I'm like, okay, will it matter five years ago? Mm-hmm. And it was not okay. I'm not going to be mad about it more than five minutes. Don't go. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it matters more than five minutes from now, but it's nothing I can do about it today, I'm very big on putting it down. Go home, watch TV, eat your food, talk to your man, whatever it is you do, mm-hmm. and have your time because it's still going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But you're going to take it home. You're going to stress yourself out. You're going to ruin your day. Not talk to none of your friends <laughs> over something that's waiting for you tomorrow. No, you can't have tomorrow and today. So I'm going to have to take today back. I'll deal with it tomorrow. And I just, that's how I weigh my emotions now. Because I'm not allowing it to unbalance me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you got to tell yourself. Like, is it worth me being unbalanced for? And a lot of problems you really fall off. Like, when you go, it doesn't matter five years from now. You know, the car wash I wanted to go to today is closed. It's okay. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And move on. You get to release so much. And it's not that I didn't feel I was mm-hmm. pissed, but you know what? My favorite coffee shop is right up the street, so right. I'll make a thing of it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I'll make a thing of it. Mm-hmm. I love it. That, that was great advice. And like Sierra said, because we both will sit here and we're like, it's hard. This is for us. Yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> so that was, that was good. That was. 
And especially when you look at something like your baby, you know, mm-hmm. like your business, like your baby. So especially when you tend to get this girl, like protective mode mm-hmm. over it, mm-hmm. but it's like, let it flow and be a change because you don't know what it could change into that you never expected. Maybe that's where God wants to go. Mm-hmm. You're holding it up, you're holding mm-hmm. up the process. Right. Or also, mm-hmm. I think it's important to remind yourself, and I say this to myself, your business is not your baby. Mm-hmm. You know, one day, you're going to have a family and a life if that's what you want because if you want to be, you know, fly on to my for that too. Um, but, you know, you're going to have other passions. You got to release this one. Not letting it go. Still, you can still go, but it can't control you. True. Back to that pivot. Yeah, back it's to like that pivot. It's almost like got to respect the pivot. And I guess it is like Fall victim to the pivot. That's it. You got there's it. no other answer. It's probably green over there. Is yeah. that okay? <laughs> You're on Jamaican time. Yeah. Like, it is nothing bothering me. <laughs> People always say, How are you so calm? I'm like, Nothing. You really are. Bothers me. <laughs> you cannot, it's something that is my dream. You cannot bother me in my dream. <laughs> yeah. Respect the pivot because she's going to win every time. <laughs> That it has to be. This is so funny because we do talk about it so much, but when you ignore it, it's probably is what's causing us a little bit more friction. Yeah, friction in our lives because we just ignore it. And I think people always get in this mindset of like, oh, my life is perfect. Or when it's here, when it's Mm -hmm. there, it's like the heavy spaces all throughout life. It's yeah. just like, you appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then I think people think, oh, I'm going to get to this level when challenges are going to stop. They're never going to stop. <laughs> so they're always going to come. It's just about how you deal with it. Yes. Like, I just take it about my mind. How fast am I willing to get through this? Because I don't want to be here all day. And I feel like once you start looking <laughs> at problems like that, like, it's going to be one right behind you. What's up? Like, let's get through this mm-hmm. and go. You have to respect the pivot because life is going to keep changing. Only thing that's promised is uncertainty. Today not gonna look like tomorrow, and tomorrow not gonna look like today. So let's just keep going. Well, we in church, y'all. <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> Ten years ago, we didn't have Amazon. We love it now. It's beautiful. It may pivot it. Oh my gosh, I can't. Amazon was a bookstore. You know? Now they control our lives. I can't take it. I thought that man was crazy. He said, it's like a bookstore in the library. That would be delivered to every door every in the United door. States in, within two days of the biggest post office. Right. If you don't respect the pivot, the pivot will make you respect mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we talk about business, but if this applies to your life as well. <laughs> Respect it, okay, and accept it. Leave them, sis. (laughs) She said what she said, okay. Um, before we close out the interview, are there any exciting plans for the future of unruly space, or just anything you have maybe cooking up? I always had <laughs> but um yes um in March which Jasmine had said off air was Women's Month and it is March is Women's Month oh maybe it's on air too actually um I am having a brunch the last Sunday um in March here at Emily Space and it is going to be called Links and Drinks but it's mm-hmm. it's an event for only women and women over twenty one. And we're going to have a lot of champagne and we're going to have a lot of conversation. 
So you'll be hearing more about that. You ladies definitely got to come. You're invited. Um, but please, yes, come out to that. If you like conversation, if you like just talking about issues pertaining to us as women, uh, we will be doing a lot of that along with the bunch, you know, most because you got to set a vibe. And if you've never seen a ruby space, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, links and drinks at the end of March. Nice. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. That's perfect time to make all of this. So it's gonna be spring. Yeah. <laughs> time for change. Exactly. <laughs> 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 We're blooming, guys. We're blooming. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaliyah, for this conversation. It was amazing. It was um, something that I think Sierra and I both now look. We look at each other. I know. (laughs) It's like we just because it felt um, it was such an important conversation, but it still felt so light. Mm -hmm. Like felt beautiful just to be able to just talk about your journey, but also just you. You had a lot of gems that you gave towards yes toward. I know. Our listeners, and especially the small business um, entrepreneurs that we speak to, it's a lot. They can take a lot from this conversation. So uh, thank you. Yes. And I'll be listening to get gems from other entrepreneurs as well. Never stop learning. Never, never. That's definitely key. Um, Can you please let the listeners know how they can find you, reach out to you, or just just take this time to talk about anything you want? Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, you can find the space at Unruly Space on Instagram. That's U N R U L Y Space on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Miss Aaliyah Taylor on Instagram. That's Aaliyah with two A's, just like the singer, and Miss spelled M I S S. Do not ask me any questions about Unruly on that page. It is a personal page. <laughs> Such a boundary, sis. Such a boundary, yes. Like, you know, we, we can definitely chat about other things, books, music, just not not my job. Um, or the website, I cannot forget that, www.unruyspace.com. When I have that event, event in March, we'll be selling merch on there as well. So, yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. March Madness. March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of We Should Have Reported That. Please don't forget to keep this conversation going on offline at We Should Reported That on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a comment. Leave us a message. Tell us what you learned today. We definitely want to hear from you guys. So until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.